0: up, people. We have a very special guest today, uh, a friend that I've known for many, many years since um, middle school, um, Miss Sparkle, a.k.a. Francesca. Um, She's an artist and she's a business owner and um, she's doing many, many great things. And I just want to welcome you today. Um, Thanks for speaking with me.
2: Of course. I appreciate it. It's a pleasure. I would slow up my whole life for you and your missus.
0: Oh, so um, even though I've I've known you for years, uh, let our listeners know uh, a little bit about your background and um, how you became the the businesswoman and and artist you are today.
2: Okay. um, Well... A lot took place. I mean, I've always been into like installation. I've always been into like doing artwork and things of that nature, but I always kind of knew that I was going to be more, um, a model or, uh, a pageant girl. I always kind of knew that because my mom had really um, made sure that when I was younger that I did everything a humanitarian that there was to do. So whether it was Girl Scouts or whether it was being out there for Toys for Tots or cleaning up the rivers and things of that nature with East of the River um, Returning Citizens Program, like I was just in a lot of different stuff. And so um, I guess as she was grooming me, I wasn't really allowed to be outside hanging out um, on binds and tires and really playing like, you know, a regular child, I was always curtsying, being in debutantes, being in pageants, doing ballet. In fact, even my toes are, you know, um not as straight as they could be, you know, from just mm. always doing those vigorous activities, you know. And so um with her always allowing me to create, you know, um and be my own person, you know, me and you met through um our art program and Uh, You know, you were in theater and then I was, you know, doing uh, visual arts Mm -hmm. and it just blossomed from there, you know, um, getting out of high school. I mean, high school itself was its own journey because, of course, I was pregnant as a teenager and then growing from that um, life just took its own course. Like I got my CDL and then like up until, um, as life continued to grow, I got my own transportation company. But Mm -hmm. outside of that, I was still doing a lot of charities and a lot of modeling work and stuff on the side and being blessed to now be Miss Washington, DC, um, partners, not projects. Well, the owners of Miss Corporate America, um, pageant is, they're like lifesavers to me because I always wanted to be Miss America anyway. But um, the pageant rules have it where if you have a child or if you've been married, you're not able to um, to participate in being Miss mm. America because they have very strict rules and guidelines not to be married, not to have a child, make sure you have your degree. They want you to be an All-American perfect Girl Scout Image of a woman. And that's what they perceive to be a role model. Well, Miss Corporate America allows you to make your hiccups. They just want to know not only what's in your account, but, you know, I'm not on a literal sense, but they want to know, they want to be able to make you race on a corporate level. What is it that you're doing in your day-to-day life? And I don't measure up to those women. I'm a humanitarian and they've saved a slot for humanitarians. So, you know, um, being out here and just doing my great works, Um, well, God's great works, excuse me, because I'm just a servant, you know, me being out here, doing, you know, God's work and just making sure that single moms are okay, making sure that their tuitions are paid because most people don't know after $30,000, you're not able to, um, you're not able to get any funding if you're a mom. And mm-hmm. that's a lot, you know, that's, it's not, The average person doesn't realize, or a parent, as someone who's not a parent, doesn't realize how expensive daycare can be. You know, can run you two thousand dollars a month or more, depending on your center. If you're not getting, you know, vouchers, food for a house of three or four people, you know, if you're not getting food stamps, you know, living expenses, you know, in a regular home might run you two thousand dollars plus. Then your car insurance. By the time you calculate all of that, and just with another human being, you've taxed on. A lot. And if you have not made every decision properly from the time you left your mother's house for from credit, making sure that your credit is great, making sure, you know, like you've had to make no bad choices because if you've had a child with someone who might not be as responsible as you are, it's a lot. So I think all of those combination of things for me just really pushed me to my purpose because I couldn't have. I couldn't watch my children go into foster care systems. I couldn't watch my children be, um, you know, not have me, not have. It's my goal to make their lives easier because I feel like if I would have been given like a head start, and I think I've gotten a more of a head start than some. And even them, you know, even them, it's like to watch someone like Jay Z, not even knowing his hustle, but to know where you've come from and to know what you've had Mm -hmm. to do to get to where you are, you can only respect it, you know. And so it's like it it took me a long time to just gain recognition, even if it's not something that you value. It's something to me that's like, wow, it took a lot to get here. So I appreciate, you know, someone handing me some water now because this race has been hard.
0: How do you balance, um, it seems like you're, you're juggling a lot of things. Um, how do you balance your social life with your business, uh, life and you being a mom, like how do you juggle so many things at once and still remain like um, upbeat and positive?
2: Um, I'm not always upbeat and possible, positive, but only the people who are most intimate to you should know your mm-hmm. your emotions. You know, there's days I don't want to get out of bed. There's days I don't want to be bothered with people. There's days I don't want my phone to ring, you know, but there's just, if you If you're committed to growth, if you're committed to making sure that your dreams are um, being made, then you just wear that hat and you just bitch about it while you're wearing it, you know, Mm. and that's just, you know, but when you, I think that life kind of makes you become an actor, you know what I mean? And when you go outside, your boss doesn't care, they just want you to perform. And if you don't perform, there's a thousand other people who want your position you know and so I think sometimes like your ego has to be broken for you to grow because I think that we come out of our out of the womb knowing that we're kings and queens but we don't want to serve at all and it's like how can you want to be a king or how can you want to be a queen when you don't even know their duties so I try to understand that if if I want to be where I want to go, you know, like growing up idolizing people like Oprah, like, oh wow, I want that kind of money. You have no idea- I have no idea you know how much a person of her value um although I am valuable, you know, I can only imagine how much that person has to juggle from uh, from lawyers to you know just on down on a day to day accountant, and it's like we think on our level of you know success that we have a lot to manage, whether it's, you know, um, whether it's work life, home life. I feel like sometimes my children don't get to see me all the time, but when I am with them, I try to make it a grand experience as much as I can, you know, whether Mm -hmm. it's as simple as watching a movie or if it's like, let's spend a day at the zoo or an amusement park. Like today, I'm going to try to give you the best human you know, we're going to schedule the best day possible. And I love to try to make it home to always tuck them in a bit or make sure that I'm here every morning when they wake up. But it's not always possible. But I'm praying that if I remain on schedule, if I continue to plan out everything, because things don't always go according to plan, then I'll be able to rest in three to five years. Even if I'm not a millionaire or a billionaire, I'll have enough to just give a simple country living. Mm.
0: So um, we know, like you said, Oprah and many other successful people um, had to make sacrifices. Um, what you just stated, was that like one like small sacrifice you had to take in order to get where your your vision is going to take you?
2: Yeah, I feel like um, for me, it's, I think I've sacrificed love a lot, you know, and that's something that it's hurtful to accept, but it's needed to be successful. It's just a matter of what you're willing to compromise. Everybody has demons and mine has always been ambition. And I think because having my child so young and so many people counting for me to be a failure in that particular um, part of life is like, I refuse to let that be my narrative. So mm-hmm. it's like, granted, if I'm going to be a mom, then I was always told to be the best at whatever you're going to be. So I, I got to be a hell of a mom. I got to be, you know, a showstopper mom on my child to be the bar to be so high for her that she's not, she doesn't search for love or she doesn't search from for things from people. You know, you'll really actually have to tap into her values and her character and her integrity to entice her to pay attention to you because everything else will already be given to her.
0: I can dig that. Um, Me being a new parent, I can already see some of the um, traits that I have that's um, growing in my son. Um, Some of the good, bads and some of the negative (laughs) traits, you know what I mean? Um, Yes. How do you deal with certain situations where, um, I know your oldest, she's looks just like you, has some of your same mannerisms, even walk like you, like, how do you, um, how do you try to steer her in the right direction from, um, not making maybe some of the like lesser mistakes that you have in the past? Yeah.
2: I speak to my child almost as if, as if I'm her coach, because Mm -hmm. I think that sometimes, We do our children an injustice by trying to be... People say you shouldn't be your child's friend, but you should be your child's mentor. Mm -hmm. Because as they continue to grow, they cannot, especially as you continue to grow. You can't ignore that there's things that they're doing that you know is inappropriate. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it would do me no good to know that you're not doing well in school or know that you may have stole a candy bar and not address the fact that, okay, you may have gotten away with this one time, but if you could tell you down this path, you're going to go to fucking juvie. You know, excuse me, you're going to go to places where, you know, there's not going to be your, your comforts that you're enjoying. Like, don't you enjoy Netflix? Don't you enjoy Hulu? Don't you enjoy running water, you know, or just those things, being able to go to a refrigerator and get some strawberries when you like, use your cell phone when you like, those are amenities that we take for granted every single day, you know what I mean? Because if we do get loud with our teachers, you know what I mean? What makes you think that when you get into a public place, a hospital, or, you know what I mean, with a police officer, you need to know how to conduct yourself at all times. You need to uh, get to a place. And I had to learn this myself where you're frustrated, but you need to know who to vent to and how to let out your um, day-to-day emotions or your anxieties. Everybody can't get that much of you, you know, because that's what creates the animosity or the entitlement that you should be treated fairly you know like if i if i do something kind for you it's human nature in your brain to say okay that's why we get so loyal so attached to animals because they're loyal by default you know like your dog will be loyal to you by default you know if you raise it properly you know it's very rare that your animals want to turn on you they can but it's not in their nature versus humans you know, I've noticed that you know there's just that that entitlement sense that I try to break out of Evelyn and Michelle. That just because somebody is your sibling, that doesn't mean that you don't have to continue to work on that that relationship. You know, mm-hmm. it's 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 you, as you continue to grow, it's like okay, you can't rip each other's doll babies' heads off anymore because that now we now you know better, and once you know better. You should aim to try to do better every day, and it's it's, it's super hard to be a good person. You know, just mm. to say to say it is one thing, but when nobody's looking, are right, do you always say kind things? If you were out of town and no one knew you, and you can get away with it, you know, are you going to be oh, are you going to be promiscuous? Are you going to be a thief? Are you going to be a murderer that day? You know, if you could get away with it, and so to wake up and say, you know what, even though this person cursed me out at this deli, or even though this person was snappy at me at this deli, I'm still gonna say thank you. And just walk away just because I can do it you know, I can just choose to be the bigger person. And being the bigger person has always been hard for me to do. And so I watch that in my children to sum that question up, is that I see things that I'm like, I can only mm-hmm. imagine where they got this from. And they get it justly from both sides, you know? Mm-hmm. And then for me, I've always enjoyed toxic relationships. I don't know why. You had made a joke on time. I, I'm sure you don't remember. We were on the bus and I was telling you a story and God knows what I was telling mm-hmm. you because I've always been wild. And he was like, yo, you just like drama, and the funny <laughs> thing is, I never under. I you sometimes we choose it. I think I chose. I don't know if it was the environment. I don't know if it was you know I enjoyed to fight some head to make up fight to break up. You know I don't mm. know. But the the more toxic people that you date is something as I wrote in Partners Not Projects. People actually like toxic, as Cardi said, it's sick. But those <clears throat> relationships actually be the strongest because you constantly are fighting and resolving you're learning conflict resolution and it's almost like things that are easy for us we don't seem to enjoy like mm-hmm. if you meet a person who's just like i'll cook for you i'll clean for you i love you i'll sex whatever you enjoy it for that day but the thrill of it you might even enjoy it for two or three months if you're wise you'll be grateful for it but if you get your blessing too soon you really might ruin it you know you mm-hmm. might ruin that delicate flower because they're trusting you and you're just you just happen to have the upper hand to know how to manipulate that person's feelings and that's not good you know you we should aim to be good to people that's good to us but that's rare unless you meet Uh. your soulmate when you're ready and soulmate even in children because you can ruin your children you can ruin your sisterly relationship you can ruin a job and look back and say that was a really great job you know Mm -hmm. what I mean and I could have been a better employee
0: Yeah, I can agree. I can agree with that. Um, Just me personally, uh, I believe that we learn about relationships from our parents, right? Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: if our parents don't really have a strong relationship or strong communication skills, um, we develop the same traits. And sometimes with certain people, don't really learn how to love from their parents you know what i mean and they search for love in any way possible whether it's like toxicity toxicity or or anything else you know what i mean i I have to feel something in order Mm -hmm. to feel loved you know what i mean but it takes a lot of um looking within yourself and figuring yourself out in order to um know who you are and know what type of uh, uh traits in a partner you yeah. want right but it's 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 like it's it's a balancing act at the end of the day it's it's not going to happen overnight it may happen years you know what I mean um me myself I know I have a lot of uh not like really toxic traits, but I could be a butthole sometimes. Ah, you <laughs> got the word for it. Yeah, and I get, sometimes I just gotta sit back and be like, "Yo, you tripping?" Um, think about what you're going to say before you say it. Sometimes you have to look in the mirror and be like, "Would you want to say that to yourself?"
2: To yourself. You know what and I that's mean? the hardest thing. And you know, after going through therapy, because my anger was not always a good, and he was not always. Um, as calm as it is now, like some people have a middle ground and that zero to 100 has always been me. And this it comes from a passion. I think that when mm. you, for me, I feel like I've always had to fight for everything in mm. life, like down to having to call the bank. Like, did y'all take 99 cents extra out of my account? You know, you should just, it's just crazy that you might notice that sometimes in your life, depending on what your struggles are, trying to get to your goal is extremely hard. And sometimes like when you are, when you feel like you've been treated unfairly, when you have given your best, it can, it can start making you feel like you're, you're, you're failing at something, but nothing beats a failure, but a try, you know what I mean? So you have to fill out all of those applications. You have to learn your work. You have to say, you know what, this job is great, but would they be loyal to, if they found me to a value in this company, they would give me a raise or I would continue to grow. And when I mm-hmm. when I meet all of the requirements, I should be promoted. And if I'm not, and someone else somewhere else sees my value, then I'd have to realize that just because I'm loyal to them doesn't mean that they're loyal to me. You know what I mean? And that's in all aspects of life that I'm learning. So um, I think it's so important to kind of be just learn to be humble and just go where the universe tells you to go, because we'll fight. I I fought a lot to stay grounded in a particular area or a particular state or a particular in, you know, environment, job, relationships, whatever. And it's not always reciprocated. And that can make you um, or has made me. Um, it used to make me defensive versus now it's like, I accept it. Like, you know, your ego should be like, well, maybe they like somebody better than you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's okay to move on. And then the next, and the next, wherever God is taking you, he is looking out for you and he's ready. The universe itself is preparing you for the next chapter. But sometimes we can't see growth in that way. We're like, hey why, why don't why doesn't this velcro stick together, whatever that situation or that scenario is, but it's not for you, and once you let go and you release, it's so amazing whatever's getting ready to hop back into your life. you know you won't skip a beat, it'll just be natural. sometimes you know I'll find myself like you and you're just always in the right place at the right time, you know, but you just have to really go with your gut. And it's all for me. I've I overheard, you know, Oprah saying on own on the masterclass series that it's not about planning your life. It's about the next right move after the next right move after the next right move. Because sometimes what mm-hmm. you, you know, you might plan something five years out or you. Of course, you want to make sure that this is your one-year goal or your three-month goal or six-month goal but you might be shocked next week if you listen to your intuition what how something might work right there in that in that week that Mm. just throws your whole five-year goal like oh wow now I have even I have an even better five-year goal you know
0: yeah I agree it's like um a lot of us we live in the past and we also live in the future and forget about the present you know, mm. the, that's 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 like the most important thing. You have to really figure out where you are now and how you can better yourself in order to get to the future and not hang on to like negative things in the past. Mm.
1: Black Velvet is proud to sponsor Creative Habits Podcast. Black Velvet is a Black-owned family business providing skincare products. Handmade, intentional, and designed to nurture the skin and body. Lather in luxury with our signature black velvet shea butter. Our base is raw shea infused with essential oils and vitamins to revive and enhance your natural skin's glow. We offer unisex options and a grooming kit to ensure quick and essential groom for daily application for any occasion or season. Try our beard gang kit collection. Perfect for a man on the go with notes of barbershop orange and essential oils to protect and nurture your beard growth. Visit us on Etsy at Shop Black Velvet or follow us on Instagram by BlackVelvet. And that is like
2: it's just so deep. Like you one would just really have to be a person to understand that statement because if we're always holding on to our traumas Mm. you have to heal it like you literally have to heal it to move forward or it'll be it'll be your dark cloud it will be your every morning every morning this happened to me and yet things happen to you but forgiveness is really genuinely not for the other person it's for you yes and it has taken me to forgive some really harsh things to be able to grow and you're able to really see other people in a healthier, in a healthier way and dissect, like, you don't even need Ayana Fix My Life. I mean, you could just apply some of the the, the truth. People don't want to hear the truth because the truth hurts, mm-hmm. you know, and for you to be able to go within yourself and say, you know what? I could have handled this differently. You know, I di- I'm responsible for this mistake or I'm responsible for this choice. And when you absorb all of your choices, you're able to say, you know what? I no longer have to tolerate anything that's unhealthy around me, you know what I mean? And it's hard not to choose toxic. And some relationships, they're just always going to be toxic, especially ones that come from, as you say, like our first relationships are with our parents. So, you know, that father-daughter relationship, that son-mother relationship, it is important, you know? And I think I, um, I overheard someone saying one time that it's like a mother loves her son who then loves his wife, you know, Mm -hmm. so, you know, and vice versa. So a father, you know, cuddles and or cuddles his daughter and loves her in a different place, you know, and then she knows how to love her husband, you know, and pick the right husband. But if you do any of those sequences wrong, you know, a wife can teach her husband to love his wife and love his mother, but mm. it's just a harder process. And that relationship will be so toxic while he's learning, you know. But if you have patience, you're not, I think we're all we all have the capability of being healers, you know, it's just whether or not it's a task you want to take on.
0: Mm. Yeah, I can feel that. Um out of all your many, many, many endeavors, how <laughs> do you how do you find the time? just to take for yourself, just a a relaxation day, you know, uh, 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 your own sparkle time? Like, how do you find that time?
2: I really don't. Like, Mm -hmm. it's rare. Like, I might crash. Like, you know, I might get lucky maybe two days a month where I get to really sleep in for like six hours. But I feel honestly, probably for like the past like six months, maybe even since like August, I've just been having to go because mm-hmm. I'm realizing my age, I'm realizing that my daughter is getting ready to graduate high school and I need I think it's shown me that I've been BSing a lot of her life. I've been mm-hmm. growing at a, at my own pace. And that's not fast enough anymore for me because I know that she's getting ready to hit an age where she's going to need me more than ever. Going to college is a different, you know, a different. And if you don't choose to go to college, being an adult is its own challenges. So now, you know, you're entering into the dating world or, oh, now you need, you know, a car and insurance or, you know, I need to make sure that you know how to ride the transportation system properly. I need to make sure that you, you know, I've taught you how to properly eat your food and how to properly work your bank account and how to properly fill out paperwork so nobody works you when I'm not around. Because if if they're able to get to you young, they're going to just stick their fork in you and be like, bam, I got a Chase credit card. You know what I'm saying? Like, these are things I need for you. So I'm, I have to be swift because I don't think, I think her time, pulled up on me faster than what i thought it was going to
0: i could feel that but but still try to make you know even if it's just an hour a day you know just quick to meditation meditate. yeah just yes. quick meditation because if if you're not at a hundred percent if you if you're not healthy you won't be able to you know pour 100 percent into other people especially your children
2: yes and i feel that i think that it's um I think that a person has to learn how to balance in a way that is conducive to the world. Like, Mm. although I feel like I move at extremely fast pace, it's just I just know what I can handle, you know what I mean? And it's like in things that I can't handle, I'm learning how to say no because it's just impossible. You know what I mean? Like there's just some things I've had to give up, even going to, you know, I'm still in school. I was supposed to be graduating like in January. I had to push that off when I fell to class. Like you cannot give 25 percent of yourself to everything or you're going to deplete. You know what I mean? So something got to have 50, something got to have 40, you know. And so now, you know, focusing on being Miss Washington, D.C. in September is my number one goal, you know. And then and then on top of that, of course, it's family life. But, you know, first, you have to be able to have you together, as you said, like you can't help nobody else until mm-hmm. you help yourself. And I think sometimes people get confused with the word help and the word need, mm-hmm. because sometimes. There's people who actually need you, you know, if you're a shepherd, you know, if you're the shepherd of your your flock, then you got some sheep that you that that are dependent on you. You know what I mean? If you the Moses to your flock, then you got some Egyptians that's that's waiting to help, you know, waiting to get into the promised land and they don't they don't have no guidance. So, you know, I just feel like for me, it's not taking that title, but it's me just understanding that I am aware that the universe has made me the shepherd of my flock. Not mm. just my children, but for my family, for people in the city, like people who look to me to help create jobs.
0: Speaking of that, um, tell me a little bit more about that process. What got you into um
2: uh, yeah,
0: philanthropy? Like <laughs> it's like you're helping a uh, lot of people. Yeah, like what 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 got you into that?
2: Um, as I could kind of say earlier, it was like shoved on me as a kid. And so I just never departed my my system. I used to be so frustrated, you know, always make a peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, ham sandwiches, macaroni and cheese plates to give out, you know, um to people in tents and Going to going to feed, um, you know, spending my Thanksgiving at homeless shelters, you know, donating food, being an Eastern star, being at churches, you know, uh, clothing drive, book bag drives, any and everything that could possibly be going on in the city, my mom or my family were always a part in. And so, you know, they prided themselves on being like, okay, we're going to foster cares and giving, you know, giving away socks and you know, going, we're going to spend time being at old folks' homes, singing, doing carol, girl, caroling and, you know, art and playing checkers. And I used to be like, this, this home stinks. I don't want to go, you know, and going through this. And my mom like, hmm, you're going you gonna to find out. You're going to find out today. You know, you're going to be grateful for these lights turning on today by the time, you know, we leave this juvenile detention home. And I used to be like, what? As a child, you just don't understand why you even be frowning your nose up. But it wasn't until I got older that I sit around people who feel so entitled, like, you should really, really be thankful that you do not have to use an outhouse. You know, like some people do in certain towns and certain areas who don't have, like going to work, you know, with Hurricane Katrina victims and things like that. Like if you allow your soul to open up to third world countries, you'll be like, are you over there building a house and stuff for them. It makes you appreciate like, oh my God, when you jump on your bed, when mm-hmm. you get home, even if it's not in you know, Potomac, Maryland, even if it's not a mansion, you be thanking whoever and whatever the creator that you get to jump on your bed and not a cement floor, you know, or Mm -hmm. a pallet
0: somewhere. Yeah, I agree. A lot of us, um, we live in a bubble, you know, and we really don't pay attention to anything or anyone that's outside of that bubble, you know, and just giving light to the homeless and the less fortunate um, it makes them visible, you know, because when you're walking down the street, I know when I'm walking down downtown or taking pictures or whatever, I see a lot of people in suits just walking past the homeless. You know, if I got a little change in my pocket, i give them some change. i do something, take a picture, whatever, yeah. and just have a conversation because those people are often for, forgotten about yeah but there's they're still human like we are you know it's just different circumstances
2: It's different circumstances and you should never think that it can't be you exactly. because me as, as I'm as I'm continuing to do philanthropy and humanitarian work, some people's stories will be homeless to Harvard and homeless again it'd be their own job story they mm-hmm. could have been you know housewives who had a husband you know and they just never, were never made the choice to do anything on their own or, you know, were told not to be, you know, or they're displaced. You know, families, hurricanes happen, you know, and so they're they're somewhere they don't have a phone number. They don't know how to go about it. There's just so many different scenarios, or, you know, um just being fortunate, you know, like I I'm grateful that I didn't have parents that were on any type of strong narcotics that, you know, put them in a certain sickness. But there's people who don't have families, don't have outlets and have to do everything by themselves and just can't can't figure it out, you know, had they haven't had any type of direction. And if you take your time, you you might be shocked at people's skill set. They just need an opportunity. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it's on you to use your discernment to say, okay, well, there's this program. And a lot of times, I, you know. It's it's 50-50. It's like Republicans versus Democrats. You know, Democrats are always fighting for, you know, the justice, and Republicans say, hey, figure it out yourself. I figured it out. I mean, I get it on both sides. I just try to just do, I let my heart guide me to who I feel needs my assistance that day. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And what I can do within my 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 control.
0: Yeah, I I can definitely agree. Um tell me about the pageant life? Like how do you prepare? How do you sign up? How do you, how do you get involved with that? With
2: pageant? Um, Okay. Well, with any, with any pageant in any state, you're able to like, you know, either use Google or, you know, your search engine and find out like um, you can get a pageant coach, you know, um, they are, there are pageant coaches available, but it's almost just like being in any other activity, you know, as you search, you're able to see that you can become Miss America, you can become Miss DC, you know. But it's it's campaigning, you know. Um, so campaigning is a big, huge thing. Constantly being out, constantly being seen, constantly being a social light. Because a social light is at everything, you know what I mean? And everywhere you look, they're popping up in something and they have to make continue to make themselves uh, relevant, you know what I mean? And that in itself is a job, you know? So, because there's always something going on. Like, how do you become a popular photographer? You're always shooting, you know? And you're constantly networking. So, you know, it's like, you can be great in your state, but are you great in Iowa? Are you great in Oregon? Are you great? You know, people who have a million followers they're out here meeting a million, you know, their 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 voice is extending to a million people or someone is able. And a lot of times, even like with podcast work, you know, um, sometimes people will ask, well, hey, one minute you might do a larger platform. The next minute you do a smaller platform and you can do a thousand smaller platforms and have a huge platform overnight. If you have a huge platform, you might just be a goldfish. To a bunch of, you know, to people mm-hmm. who are already out there and that's already more popular than you. So it's really just about your strategy, you know. So for mm-hmm. me um, in the pageant world, you know, I kind of canceled that out for a while until I started being connected to um, two different people who noticed that I was a humanitarian and informed me. That, you know, they had a slot to be a humanitarian with um, Miss Corporate America, which I felt a great honor, you know, especially, you know, wanting to be able to be a woman that's on Forbes 30 under 30 or Forbes 40 under 40. You know, that's something that I strive to want to be on every year.
0: Mm -hmm. So. I've noticed you've been doing a lot of like traveling and, and media tours and like, how does it feel to be. I don't want to say suddenly thrusted into like a spaceship, a rocket that's just shooting off. But like, how does it feel to be going um, upwards? Thinking about the process and actually doing it, like just shooting up.
2: It feels like it's a dream. Mm -hmm. Like there's times where i would be like, I'm still shocked. Like even now, like I'm like, wow, you know, I've realized recently that I had to get security, you know, like, because people will just bum rush me sometimes, Mm -hmm. just not even like, not to harm me, but just to ask me questions or, you know, um, especially in certain cities or whatever, or certain people that I might be around, they're like, oh, wow. They want to know how to even go about being in a pageant, you know, or we seeing you here, we seeing you there. And that's not always safe, you know, Mm -hmm. um, it's just not always safe being a girl traveling alone. You know what I mean? And, or being someone, if you take Wale and you just threw him in the middle of the city again, it's going to stop traffic, you know? So, you know, as my brand continues to grow, I have to treat it as such. And, um, I think that it's shocking to me because I just, I, I always, you, you dream of things, but you don't necessarily, I didn't want the fame. I wanted the money that came behind the thing. So that's the part that I care more about. And I do I do think that sometimes you should be careful what you ask for because you just don't know the process it takes to get there and the sacrifices that, you know, there's things that I miss. Like this Saturday, like, you know, I have an important a, a relative who's having like a graduation function. You know, she graduated, but I have to be in Atlanta at a gala. And, this, and what you'll realize in the trading fame and fortune for your everyday living is that there's always another you, you know what I mean? You just shouldn't be arrogant enough to think that there isn't, they might not speak like you, they may not look like you, but there's someone just as ambitious as you out there competing against you. So when you say, okay, I'm going to put my torch down for a day, you know, it might just be someone who did that job better than you. And now, you know, you may have lost your slot for a while. It just depends on your, it just depends on you, you know, it just depends on how, how, how that event goes. You know, like we see it all the time in the rap world, like somebody could go to jail for a year and they was amazing. Can they come back out and reamaze everybody? Cause it's a lot of people being birthed into the rap game every day.
0: Yeah. Only thing about that is I believe that in order to have longevity, you know, like a Kendrick Lamar, like a, a J. Cole, or Big Crick, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You have to have very good content and you have to still be relatable to the culture. You know what I mean? So if you do step off for a couple of years, you come back and it's like you never missed a step. You never left. You know what I mean? You have yeah. to have
2: people have to respect you. Yeah. And you have to gain that loyalty from your fans.
0: And speaking about family, like, um, Family is, is a tough issue because those who understand and really love you and, and and see the type of hustle that you're going to, they will understand. you know um, you might miss a few days here and there, but um, when people when people don't imagine themselves doing the same thing as you or pursuing the same career as you, they often put their doubts, their doubts about themselves on you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? She can't do that. She can't do this. You know, I can't do it. So why why can't can she do it? You know, and sometimes you have to, you know, just stay six feet away from those. Even though if they family or not, you have to. You, you <laughs> still same have same to. Feet. Yeah, keep your distance from that energy. You know, still love them. You know, still, conversate with them, but just keep your your distance.
2: Yeah, and and that is when you are real kind hearted healer like me <laughs> that it was hard for me to learn because I really appreciate people who can just cut people off at the drop of a dime and just not think about it but I'm an overthinker so you know things used to be like well maybe I'll just forgive these people even though they didn't mean any you know harm like mm. just life people